Are those my headphones? Oh yeah, definitely. No, nothing I have is yours. <laughs> Making sure. I no. brought all my own shit over here. Making sure. You Jesus always, Christ! You always leave with something of mine. No, I don't. You got that cord? You asked to borrow it. No, I did not. I think that's my Barbie arm. Oh my God! No, it's, yeah, yeah, it's your black Barbie arm. I Absolutely. drilled the hole in it for you. Actually, this is this is the other Barbie arm because I think my cat uh, did something with the first one, so I had to make a new one. There's actually no hole in this Barbie arm. Thank you very much. And you learned how to tie a knot. Fred did it. I mean, he was Boy Scout. It makes sense. Yep. I had to find one of my Boy Scouts. Boy Scout? Eagle Scout? Eagle Scout. Yeah. Boy Fred Scout. and I were in the same Boy Scout troop together. Were you an Eagle Scout? Scout's honor. Yes, sir. Damn. I, dude, I went to like two days of that and I was like, I can't do this. I made it through Weeblos, I believe. You kind of seem like the Weeblo type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> giving off heavy Weeblo energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Damn. Zach is your number one. Like, Zach is your, is your main. You know what I'm saying? You and Zach would would live in the woods together in a cabin if you all had the opportunity. Yeah, to but he's like now. married and stuff. But if but if he were to leave his wife for you, that's what it would look like. Run uh, off like two little weeblos. Yeah, there you go. You go we blowing each other in the woods. <laughs> that's not funny. But they'll still buy the t-shirt. They definitely will well, still buy the t-shirt. They'd have to be t-shirt. a little bit loyal to buy the t-shirt. That's true. Well, or guilty. Yeah. You guilty, don't even know what we're talking of, about. Guilty of what? Of love, Jamie. I was saying uh, guilty of not being loyal. That's what I was thinking. What if that was a crime? God damn. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would, I don't know. I'm pretty fucking. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a trustworthy, loyal dude. Well, black men don't cheat. So that's all I know. So I would never go to jail. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Jamie got nothing on that. <laughs> No, I kind of zoned out. I was looking at my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Weeblow? No, what was it? Potstill Mike over Potstill here? Potstill Mike. <laughs> yeah, Potstill Mike has, has zoned out. This is going over way better than I figured that it would. Well, like I figured that we would all be here. And you the, always think everything's going to be terrible. Yeah, that's what I do, man. I set a low bar and then when I jump over it, everybody's wildly impressed. So yeah, like, no, I just thought that I'd come over here and you two would be, you know, not getting along and nipping at each other's ears. Well, we stuff. have the um, shared passion to get on your nerves. If you are getting on my nerves with your goddamn microphone. If you I haven't <laughs> moved it. Yes, you have. There you go. Perfect. Jesus. <laughs> this is why <laughs> this is why me and Jamie were bonding before you got here. <laughs> this is like the movie Major Pain. You knew he was going to be late too. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, this is the thing. It's like Major Pain. Like he, he's got the, the philosophy is he's going to make all the kids hate him so that they can all have something to rally around. And that is my goal here in Boone. I'm going to make, I want to make everybody hate me so that you all have something to rally around and come together over. And then maybe you can, you know, I don't know, do something about the capitalism that's making your all's home a, a commercialized hellhole. I am the great mediator. Oh my God. So. I don't think you can stop the capitalism at this point. It's done burning out the top. I mean, yeah. Says, uh, it's like when a house fire gets bad enough, you just kind of have to wait till the house burns down. Yeah, you got to get it, get the get the yeah, wife there's and no kids out. There's no use of putting water on that thing anymore. Yeah, but get take the wife and kids out of the house. Yep, absolutely. No, I mean I hear you, but you know I'm glad that we all want to be here. I thought that none of us were going to want to be here today, and and here we are together for a very special episode. Well, we haven't started the show yet, so sounds like Bible study when you say it like that. <laughs> But to see this kind of is like church, though, where like, you know, like we worship at the temple of, of weird Appalachian meat. Uh, we got a problem with the pot still mic right now. I think it was. Oh, shit. All right. I like this adventure that we're going to have. Like this should actually forever be our third mic stand. 
Yeah. I think if, we might just should try to steal another one from that place. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, let's do it. Yep. Let's, let's do it. Oh, wait, real shit. Wait, did you steal that from the app center? This? Yeah. No. Oh, no. I had a friend who was having a kid and was made really good looker. And he told me he was done because he didn't want to get caught ever and have a kid. So he told me if I didn't come get this and the rest of it, that it was going to the dump. And it's like a whole, I think it's actually at the regional hospital. Okay. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We should get it and cook some liquor just like right out here. I was actually, I've been, I've been trying to get, uh, Jamie over here actually to make moonshine. But I got a fucking nice ass still. Yeah. 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 Anybody want to go into business? I mean, we would never do anything like that because it's against the law. Business, but I would like to do it one time. Yeah. I, I feel pretty confident that I would be able to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it's not a matter of whether you could. It's just a matter of, like, whether we would. You just keep speaking, the hearts fellas. and put the back ends back through, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, brother. I, I Hell yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Liquor terminology. I don't know what you're saying. What the fuck is that? Oh, there's the, there's Shut the, up, Matt Gross. The, what? The back ends and the front ends are the, the front ends are weak and the back ends are not tasty, but the hearts are what comes out in the middle when it starts flowing. Oh, I see. So I see. you run the the first ones and the latter ones through a couple times. And it gets better. I you don't want to run the back ends through too much, though, because it gets some, you know, toxins in there. Mm, as back ends Heads usually do. Heads and tails. Yeah. Is what I Heads and tails, yeah. So it seemed like the ninth, uh, the world's ninth best Appalachian historian would know something like that. That sounds like a stereotype that they would make on some other like <laughs> hacky ass podcast. It's not this one, oh, but uh, no, I mean, no, not when you study Appalachian uh, music labor history. No, that is not a, anything that uh, I don't know. Would I be see some of that tying in. I mean, a little bit from a, a tourism perspective, but no. not like no. How macros? Please. Because having to make liquor because you couldn't make it farming and then playing fiddle around the liquor still and getting better or getting some tunes passed to you, you could be wrapped into that somehow because you had these economic situation that forced you into the woods making liquor. Not because it was a traditional hillbilly part of the culture, but because it was something, you know, you had to do to make more money with corn instead of just sell it by the bushel. Have you been reading my thesis? No, I read okay. uh, Bruce Stewart's Modern Moonshine. Ah, gotcha. Good. Absolutely. Another great book. Jamie, you got anything on Matt Gross's newly found uh, interest in Marxism? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the colors of the comrade. We see him. Excellent. Excellent answer. I love that. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) You're looking at me like you want to start the show. We can start whenever whenever you're ready. Do you want to start the show? Yep. Matt Gross, I don't have to ask you shit. This isn't no, your show. What do you mean? All right, hold on. Wait. That would be great ASMR to have uh, Loretta eating food, eating food, eating peanut butter and kibble. That's a good idea. People make money that way, just eating into a microphone. I mean, a little bit. That's kind of how if this ever made you money, that'd be how you were making money is eating into a microphone. Mm -hmm. I was listening to the pepperoni roll episode uh, last night (coughs) and it was like the crunch of the pepperoni rolls 
so satisfying. Mm. Do you like hearing your voice? Because I know people are like, I don't like, I like hearing my voice. I'm like, damn, that motherfucker's dank. <laughs> no, I don't like listening to this because I don't like hearing my voice. I'm almost. I have a deep, gravelly voice more than I realize. Like, yeah. my voice is deeper than I think. So every time I hear it, I'm like, oof. I like your sarcasm shines through uh, the radio, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. Now say something nice about macros. And delicious beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Apology accepted. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I mean, to answer your question, I, I'm almost like immune to it at this point because I do it like so much because it's like I got to listen to everything after we record it to like edit it down. Then I got to like put it all together. And then sometimes you got to go back and fix like five seconds. Mm-hmm. You'll spend 10 minutes working on just five seconds of audio to make it like sound right. And then you got to listen to the whole thing all the way through after you've put all the sounds and shit. And it's just like after a while, I'm just like, ah, like, don't even notice. Might don't well even be, know who it is. No, might as well be someone else yeah. talking, honestly. No, that is picking up. I believe that is Loretta. Um, she's almost done. No, I mean, no, I mean, Loretta does whatever she wants she's around here. A, uh, you know, she's licking every little speck of peanut butter off the side of the wall. Well, her whole life just flashed before her eyes. You know, <laughs> Jamie almost killed my dog. Yeah, all, all 47 years that she's been alive, <laughs> flashing right before her eyes. Yeah, because but no, that was that was actually sick. I do. Yeah. Jamie pulled off like a Neo from the Matrix move to not fall on Matt Gross's dog. So what if that would have been how we ended recording? Like we had to, okay, now we all got to stop because we got to bury this dog. (laughs) We got to go to Jamie's house, bury a third animal in Uh his, in his pet. I already know where Loretta's final resting place will be. Oh, are you going to take her down to Surrey County? Where, where is that going to be? Um, at my, it's like basically on the top of rich mountain kind of. So you're going to, you're going to carry yeah, I can drive up to where I need to go. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Or I was thinking about, this is kind of rude to just, because you're just right there, like looking at me. Yeah. She I was thinking about cremating her. Wow. And putting her in a, keeping her with me. It's not a bad idea. I am going to get her face tattooed. It's going to say true players don't play. They just lay. Mm, mm, that's a, that'll be a good tattoo because of the way her face looks. Right. So. Okay. Are you all really ready to start the show this time? Yeah. Jamie, are you ready to start the show? Almost. Hold on. Yeah, I got to take off my Jeff Gordon jacket real quick that he signed. It's no big deal or anything, <laughs> but I got to take it off. Oh, no. I found my uh, Bob Weir signed to Merlefest poster at home. My uh, autographed Kings of Leon poster. Mm. It was, uh, I found a bunch of old. I found a Yonder Mountain string band poster so old it has their MySpace on it. Ooh, did you go to their MySpace? Like, did you get your no, computer I didn't. out? No, I did Go hit their MySpace up? No. I never really had a MySpace. Mm. That's, wait, you were too old for MySpace? No, I just didn't. Oh, you were too dank for MySpace. That's what it was. Yeah, no. I'm ready. All right, is, the, is, is the diva ready? Do you? <laughs> I just had to think some AKs, you, dude. You got it, Randy Moss? I got them. All right, cool. All right, all right hold on, wait. Hold on. Are you the, ready? We're going to start the show. Everybody just calm down. Hi there, everybody. And welcome back to Appalachia's number one most intersectional meat podcast in the entire world. Jamie Sweet Meats. I am, of course, your host, Dreg Clampett, a.k.a. Filibuster Brown, the, the Carolina Disco Chicken, Wavy Crockett, NASCAR Willie, the Black Fred Mertz, Ken Dahmer. 
That's a new one I came up with. You know, like Ken Damas, Jamie, don't you dare. Don't you dare interrupt me while I won't call myself Tom Z. Hall. <clears throat> the Brown Larry Bird, Brozak Smith, Moses H. Bone, Willie Blunts, the Lance Stevenson of Appalachian Studies, Elk Daddy, Ray Sunshine, Don Knotts County, Nuck If You Buck Owens, and I'm here with my good friend. I've endured, a.k.a. Jamie Hedrick, a.k.a. the new Randy Travis, a.k.a. the Loretta Lander, a.k.a. the Bitter Chico, a.k.a. Old Slewfoot, a.k.a. a $2 pistol, a.k.a. the Centennial Bean. And I'm here with our third guest. Very special guest. Uh, my name is Matt Gross. When I'm cruising on the Blue Ridge Sparkway to Rough Rider Ridge, Ooh. they call me Moses H. Stone. Ooh. When I'm running around the streets of Surrey County, they call me Tommy Farrell. And uh, I am the sauciest sonker ever baked on the Yakin. There he is. Wow. Did you call yourself? That was beautiful. Hold on. I'm going to get out of the way for some applause. <laughs> that was amazing, everybody. Great job. Did you call yourself the Loretta Lander just now? That just happened. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, that's forever you, the Loretta Lander. All right. Well, no. And so today we what, Jamie, do you want to tell the people why we've brought uh, this outsider to Jamie Sweet Meats? Why we have the Appalachian Trail guy um, uh, eating, eating with us? Well, it's a it's a sort of unique episode in the fact that this is a meat based dish, but it kind of brings us all together. It's a or maybe not Brandon, but I know at least Matt and I have had. Um, different but similar experiences with this this food, the spaghetti sandwich. Mm. Mm. And we'll get much more into what that entails and why it is what it is. And Matt Gross, what, what do you have to say for yourself? Um, yeah, it's I feel like it's like really a North Carolina thing. I feel like the like further you wait, the way you get from like right here, less people grew up eating spaghetti sandwiches. I don't. And here's another reason we're here. I don't agree with the way that Jamie prepares a spaghetti sandwich. There we go. Here we go. Well, we're all going to talk about <laughs> why we eat spaghetti sandwiches the way we do and why it makes sense from so many, so many different angles. Okay. It's one of those things. There's not a right or a wrong way to eat a spaghetti sandwich. And there's not a right or a wrong way to be Appalachian. Right or wrong can be equal parts away from the truth. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so this is where it really all started, is that when we started Jamie's Sweet Meats and we did the first episode, which was liver mush, <clears throat> eventually Matt Gross uh, heard it, and he liked it so much that he formed um, a criticism of it, which honestly, like, uh, as it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. It's the you, purest form of flattery. It really is, honestly. Like, it made me feel good that you were like, no, I have a problem with this. It's like, wow, it, it got you that worked up. That's perfect. But Matt Gross had an issue with uh, the liver mush episode, claiming that he's from something called the liver mush belt, I believe was the terminology you used. And so when it, when I brought up to him that Jamie and I were doing spaghetti sandwiches next, he insisted that he be a part of it. And I just wanted to bring him along to show him that Jamie's Sweet Meats is a little bit, uh, you know, not as easy as it looks. That <laughs> Jamie is a professional and that it's not it's not easy being the big rig out here in these streets. It's not easy being Watauga County's uh, own and finest uh, Boy Scout that ever did live. You know what I mean? It's, it's not easy. So there are a lot of Boy Scouts who would disagree with that. Wow. But could they whoop you, though? Some of them are bigger than me, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I didn't hear that yes. That's not a yes. That's what I'm that saying. Not a yes. See what I'm saying? There's some corn-fed boys and, and Boy Scouts. Yeah. Some real corn-fed dudes. Why aren't you very corn-fed? I do eat a lot of corn. It just doesn't stick to my bones mm. like some people. Mm. Gotcha. 
Yeah. We'd also call them haymakers. Haymakers. Not like, you know, not like the, the one that socks you in the face. I mean, they could sock you in the face, but they're just so built. They make hay. Because they've been making hay their whole lives. Haymakers which I did that too, but I've got asthma, so I kind of, I, I drove the truck. Right, right. That's, is that it? You were a sickly little boy? I mean, I'm a pretty strong little kid. I just had asthma, dude. I had some. Somebody had that some... was driving the truck would absolutely put spaghetti sandwiches on a baguette. Okay. Whoa, 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 right. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't even gotten there yet. We haven't even gotten to, to, I don't even understand what this, anyway. So Jamie, do you want to introduce before Matt Gross, because he's like a bull. We got to let him out of the cage here <laughs> in a minute. Uh, do you, would you like to explain what is a spaghetti sandwich to the people and, and, and talk about your, your experience with spaghetti sandwiches, please. Well, to me, it should be pretty self-explanatory what a spaghetti sandwich is. It's two pieces of bread with spaghetti in between them. That's that's about it. It's kind of like a, a poor man's meatball sub. Uh, and, you know, the night your mama makes spaghetti, it's delicious. We all love mom's spaghetti, even M&M. Uh, and you just, the next day, maybe you're hungry. Mom's not around. She hasn't come back from school or something. Or, or you're baked and it's really early that next morning and you're hungry. You want some more of that spaghetti? Take a couple pieces of bread. You can toast them if you're feeling frisky. Just slap it together and damn, spaghetti sandwich. So, all right, does the spaghetti have to have meat in it or can it just be like meatless? Because I brought spaghetti and it's got meat in it. Highly preferable to have meat in it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, you, you don't have to, but that's really what gives it its zing, its twang. Do you got to heat up? The spaghetti or can you just eat it cold? That's another point of contention. I mean, you could if you're, you know, depends how, how much of a hurry you're in. You can microwave it. You could you go all, all out, throw it back on the stove in a skillet. That's how I do. I like them warm. But if you don't have time, it's whatever. Matt Gross, do you have a dissenting opinion? Oh, on warm or cold? Yeah. Or on I, anything you just said. Does, does, has anything that Jamie has said been incorrect or do you disagree? Do no. You have a, it's do you have a, always... Um, awesome if there's some like leftover garlic bread from the night before as well so you don't even have like the bread's already there it just makes sense to put them together um i i agree that with me is definitely the way to do it and i feel like this is definitely a meal formed of necessity or yeah. not necessity a convenience like you say like the bread's there the spaghetti's there might not been put away yet or it's just still all sitting around and it's like why wouldn't you put them together? Yeah. I never thought to do that because, you know, like I, I've been in places where there's been spaghetti and garlic bread just left over and I never once thought to like, it just feels very carby. Like I see what you're saying if you're like, you know, kind of baked or, you know, you're kind of hung over the next day or whatever. Like I see that being a thing, but like to give it to your child feels very good. Like my, when my mom would make spaghetti, she would like have spaghetti sandwiches planned for the next day's dinner for sure. See, that was not an experience of mine. I, I, that's a differing experience. Mm. I would usually put them on a, either a baguette, like I'm getting a lot of flack for, or <laughs> or uh, hamburger buns work really well because we didn't always use baguettes in the household. If we had a bunch of leftover hamburger buns from earlier, we just turn that into garlic bread, put some butter and garlic powder on there and throw them in the toaster. There's your garlic bread. Why are you yeah. saying it like that? What do you mean? Baguette. <laughs> I was going to let that one slide. Why are you saying it like that? Baguette versus ba baguette? Yeah, baguette. I don't know. That's just how I say it, man. Oshkosh baguette. I, just, I mean, it sounds like you know how it's supposed to sound, but yet you call it something else. I don't know. I don't speak French. Uh, I, don't, I don't either. I don't I don't think that's a matter. I do have fun facts about baguettes and why they exist. Okay. No, that's, oh, that's a radio tease. So, okay. I think we're actually getting to the heart of why Matt Gross thinks that you 
um, eating with a baguette is a problem. Number one, you call it a baguette. Uh, number two, it's got a U in it. <laughs> number two, uh, whatever uh, Matt Gross used to eat spaghetti sandwiches, it sounds like he would eat spaghetti for two or three days in a row. And it seems like your experience with spaghetti sandwiches is um, a little more aristocratic. Dare just I say. snacks between the next meal. I mean, we would eat spaghetti for leftovers, but we just probably redo it as we had the night before. We It wouldn't be spaghetti, then spaghetti sandwiches. It'd be spaghetti, then spaghetti. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. this is a, this is a, a pissing contest. Just so you're aware, Matt Gross, you got... You're the one that said uh, aristocrat, not me. I mean, it just, well, that actually got... I did not say baguette, though. <laughs> I mean, number one. It's got a U in it. This, this actually gets me to my next point. Matt Gross, were there ever baguettes in your house when you were a kid? Um, No. Jamie, were there often just baguettes laying around in your house? It was usually just something that would be bought on spaghetti night to make that good garlic bread. Wow. Did you... Have you talked to your family about spaghetti sandwiches? Have either of you called your parents and been like, yo, what do you got on spaghetti sandwiches? No, I remember, I remember my dad doing it and like, you know, he's just being a dad, like toasting up a hamburger bun or some bread or something that's around and putting the spaghetti on it. And I was like, that looks delicious. The hamburger bun is definitely something I forgot about that. I also have that experience as well. Making garlic bread out of hamburger buns. And it just holds the sandwich and like, it feels like you can kind of, you know, when you put in those fancy Instagram videos where they're making pasta and they like curl it up with a fork on the plate. Yeah. 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 Like they do in fancy Italian restaurants. It Mm kind of feels like that, but you're putting on a hamburger bun, like an American. Gotcha. Gotcha. So neither you went uh, wonder bread because I've got sources that are saying just regular white bread or Texas toast is the way to go. Wonder bread wasn't a a fixture in our house that much. Sunbeam bread, anything like that? You just mean like white bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you Mm, were, you all were better than white bread. My mom was all on a health kick about how white bread was bad for you. I think it is, right? Yeah, it's just really sugary, but yeah. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with Jamie's sweet meats. Even though we do be reading the nutrition facts off and we won't be able to do that. You also won't be able to slap this. I've been thinking about that and I will. Yeah, okay. I can definitely slap this. All right, this. cool. I yeah, mean, I, we just need to know that you're going to Don't tease me with it. a good time, dude. Okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying, dog. So do we have any uh, Do we have any meat facts or do, what, what we got? Unless anybody else got anything else to say about I've got some uh, like multicultural Ooh. facts about spaghetti sandwiches to kind of come along. I did a little research and it turns out that the spaghetti sandwich is very popular in parts of Japan. Um, They have these in the metro, in the subway. There's shops where you can go and buy spaghetti sandwiches and they look, they're, you know, pre-made things and they're wrapped up generally. I think they might make them hot in some places, but it's basically a sub roll, you know, like you get a meatball sub on, like, you know, cut down the middle, hot dog bun style. Like subway style. Packed full of spaghetti. And wrapped up and served to you. Hmm. Um, and there's also a different form of the same sandwich, which is a yakisoba sandwich. If you're familiar with yakisoba, yes, it's yes. kind of like Japanese chow mein for those who are unfamiliar. It's just a, a dry sauced noodle dish. Um, not a dry noodle, but it's not bathed in broth or anything. Right, right. Um, yeah, so those are a couple facts. And I think they're sold in similar venues in Japan. I've never, I, we'd have to ask one of our... Japanese counterparts. Mako, Mako, we we should have brought Mako over here to ask about spaghetti sandwiches. We could do phone a friend or something. We could. We could Facetime Mako right now. She'd probably be really thrown off and not exactly she, understand. Yeah, <laughs> she'd be yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> she'd know what we're talking about though, one hundred percent. 
I mean, if Wikipedia, they're on Wikipedia. So, oh, and then I looked it go. up and there's a place that claims to be the home of the spaghetti sandwich. Where is that? I'm not sure. It's an Italian restaurant, but they basically, it would be good to throw that in later, maybe while we're eating them. But it's like a, they make it like a grilled cheese sort of thing. Like they're like heating this thing up and they melt cheese, like mozzarella on it. They might even put basil on it. Like it's a whole, whole meal, you know, not that spaghetti sandwiches just by themselves aren't a meal. Right. It sounds like they are. Sounds like a staple of people's diets. Yeah. I mean, so when do we open the, the Jamie sweet meat food truck? I was talking to Matt gross about this earlier where we sell liver mush and pepperoni rolls and soup beans. It should be like, each, I'd be like one of those on a, like on Monday, you get liver mush on Tuesday. Ooh, you get, so that okay. way you get, uh, yeah. you get the prep lined up a little bit more. Wow. Yeah, that business, yeah. business I, acumen. Spaghetti I, sandwiches would be really easy. I would be afraid that there'd be a lot of people turning red. Like, you know how I turned red a couple times from all the nitrates, I think, or nitrites, whatever they are. Yeah, that would be, that would be part of the liver mush. No, we did uh, deep fried hot dogs and that turned me red. And then the pepperoni rolls turned me red. And both those meats contain a lot of nitrites and we'd been consuming alcohol. So I think there might've been some weird chemical reaction going on there. So just a, a warning to our listeners, don't ever do it with the booze and the fried hot dogs or the booze and the pepperoni rolls. Cause you might break out in a weird hives. <laughs> if you, if you listen to Jamie sweet meats and consume alcohol, like we're sure most of you do. Uh, yeah. Please just be responsible, not with the alcohol, but with the nitrates. This is not good advertising for the food truck. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying you're going to turn red. And if you do eat all those nitrates, come to Jamie's Sweet Meat. We'll be part of the corner of King and Depot. Next yeah. Week. If you want to turn red, come on down. Like if you already are drunk, please come on down. <laughs> no, I mean, there used to be a dude who'd post up out like right outside of Boone's saloon with his hot dog cart. And that dude made a killing. I know he did. Like, I was asking him what he was, what kind of hot dogs he was using. And Chester, if you know Chester, mm, shout, shout Chester. out, shout out the best beeper and Boone right there. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he would, he would go and talk to this guy about his business model and stuff. So I got a little bit of a scoop on that. And that dude had to be making a killing off all these intoxicated people just eating so many hot dogs. Well, let's do it then. Like if we're going to have uh, Appalachian studies, master's degrees, we're going to have to learn eventually that this place is a capitalist hellhole. We have so, to eat somehow. Yeah. We're going to have to eat. We're going to have to figure <laughs> we can out eat the way. leftover hot dogs from oh, our hot dog truck. There you yeah. go. Or like, and like Matt Gross said there, and then that way our own diet can be diversified. We can have Thursdays can be uh, spaghetti sandwiches. Like Mondays can be liver mush. You know what I mean? You got to hit the liver mush on the Mondays because everybody's going back to school. It's like a, you know, start your week breakfast thing. Right. And then spaghetti sandwiches on Friday and Saturday because they're what drunk people want. Right, right, right. Mm. Deep fried glizzies. The Cove Creek store is an excellent liver mush sandwich. Really? I, it's know? so good. Or it used to be. Then they got a new cook and he was first they'd throw it on the flat top and get it all buttery. And then they'd smash that liver mush down mm. and like put put a like a over medium egg in there. And mayo and mustard, which I thought the mayo was a little weird, but it's delicious. It sounds like it'd be okay. With and mayo. then they got this new cook and he started putting them on the panini. And it's like, that would just oh. dry your, it's like chewing on a piece of drywall. That's terrible. And it was awful. That's un-American. You got any more uh, multicultural uh, spaghetti sandwich facts? Well, we did say that this was maybe like a North Carolina sort of food, mm-hmm. but you got to think Italy. You know, that's where the spaghetti comes from. Right, right. Someone in Italy has to have been eating spaghetti sandwiches like back in the day. Because when you go through an Italian meal, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> when you go when you go through an Italian meal, 
Like there's a, there's a whole step of things. Like you're not supposed to eat salad before you eat your main course. It's more of a digestif. Um, but they do this part of the meal where they bring out bread after you've eaten and translates roughly from Italian into English, from what I understand, to doing the shoe. So you like take this thing and like you're scooping up all the sauce and leftover vittles from your plate doing the shoe. And so that could have very easily like you got a lot of spaghetti left while you're doing the shoe and then you smash that together and spaghetti sandwich like a little after after post or after main course treat kind of like sopping it up with a biscuit yep very much that could also be called doing the shoe that's what i'm doing the boot saying yeah whenever you stop trying to go to troy's diner and do the shoe dude i haven't been to troy's diner in a minute i went there yesterday (gasps) they don't have liver mush Nah, but they'll give you a dang old PBR for a dollar at 1130 in the morning. I'll give it to you earlier than that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Been there, done that. I would say that Texas toast is probably the around here, the most accepted bread for it. So I'd agree with that. I'd say most people when they like envision making garlic toast in their house or garlic bread, Texas toast, like, you know, that frozen uh, garlic toast you can buy in the store. Mm hmm. That's basically Texas toast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what I should have got, actually. That's what I thought you were going to get. Well, I just went to get uh, Texas toast, but they're out. But my mom used to buy this stuff to you. It's Italian. It has an Italian flag on it. Yeah. It's just like, it's basically Texas toast. That's, I know one person. Cut a little bit different. To eat the spaghetti sandwich. His name is Ramapoli. No, I'm not going to do it. But, um, yikes. What? No, it, he always it, does this. Any any excuse to bring Strom, my, my Italian grandfather, Stromboli Mountoni, into the podcast, uh, we will do it. You cannot miss the opportunity. Mm-mm. No, I cannot ma- miss the opportunity to be racist towards Italians. So that was Dred Clampett who said that for the record. This was me, Dred yeah. Clampett. I live it down here. I come from a Sicily and I move it to a Pittsburgh and then to a West Virginia. I'm going to stop. But um, thanks. Thank you. No problem. See, it always the racism always makes Jamie uncomfortable, which is why I do it. So you guys, why you do it? Well, I just kind of like also being racist towards Italians. Uh, do you got any more? You got any other? I like that fact about the about the the, the courses of dinner in the Italy. You're really bringing it today. I'm I'm loving this. I'm doing the shoe, baby. You're doing the shoe. Scraping this bowl. The shoe. <laughs> uh, no, that's really all I got. Um, I I can't think of any more cross cultural spaghetti sandwiches. Um, Matt Gross? what? You're the one that put on Killing me. You're the one that put on the meat stick. You're gonna I get did. wrapped up in the power cord. Oh there, god. So. Okay, everybody just calm down. All right. After the first time of Matt Gross never uh having, having something else to say. Yeah. <laughs> we've come back. Historic moment. So what we've we've done it, boys. We've made the spaghetti sandwiches and well, two of us made spaghetti sandwiches. Okay, here and we go. someone made a spaghetti taco, which is just and it's I don't know. It's embarrassing to talk. I don't, it's hard to look at. I, it is hard to look at. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't eat these. Like obviously, you all, you all ve- like you all very clearly like. <laughs> it's like these- someone who walks into a gay bar and says, "Well, I'm not gay," and everybody in there's like, "Oh, we know." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was me one time. Yeah, I was about to say you sound like you're speaking from experience here. Uh, no, I mean, y'all look like y'all made these on like chopped or some bullshit. Like y'all look like you went on beat Bobby Flay and the fucking. I could absolutely beat Bobby Flay in a spaghetti sandwich. And the, and, and the and the 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 food was spaghetti sandwiches. So go on, let's let's. Well, okay, the, uh, the first one is on uh 
a baguette. A baguette. And uh, this is this is mine. This obviously. is what the aristocrats eat. Sounds oh. kind of like that. Hold on, wait, Jamie. Hold on, wait. Let, here, wait one more time. Do it one more time. Hold on. Perfect. Okay. So let's all take a bite of this. Tell me what you think about my bougie spaghetti sandwich. The aristocratic one. Mmm. That's really good. That's going to be way better than mine. I don't even want to eat mine. No, because no, mine has texture and yours Neither looks like Neither of us it's... wanted to eat yours as soon <laughs> yeah, as we no, saw we're not, it. Yeah, no, we're not eating mine. As soon as they saw the criminal act, the like, um, war crime you were doing to so, that piece of wheat bread. So mine, I took a baguette, cut it in half, uh, toasted it with some butter and garlic powder in the oven for a moment, then just got some hot spaghetti on it, reheated it. Um, it's important. Matt and I believe to use leftover spaghetti for this dish. Um, just out of principle, it's kind of like how you use old eggs to make hard boiled eggs or, you know, something like that. Um, and then just kind of slapped it together with a little bit of that Parmesan cheese. That's not actually cheese on top of it. That powdered, that powder cheese, that, uh, uh, sawdust, but I think it has a delightful flavor and is arguably the most traditional of the spaghetti sandwiches we have on our plates. I'm, be, I'm I'm beginning to see where Matt Gross is coming from here. I disagree with the last part of what he just said. Well, this is what I'm saying. This feels like the way that the Romanov family would have eaten uh, spaghetti sandwiches. Honestly, like like the Romanov family were eating their fancy spaghetti sandwiches on their baguettes, um, you know, while the while the Bolsheviks were plotting the revolution. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like. At this but, point. you know, their, their food was better than everybody else's before they got killed. That, yeah, that's exactly what they would say. It's yeah. Like, this, yeah. Like. I made a spaghetti sandwich for the proletariat, you know, like just because it's fancy doesn't mean it's wrong. I didn't say that. I just I'm arguing who it's um, for. Okay, well, that is wrong. That was very delicious. I like it. Mm -hmm. The baguette is uh, the crunch is nice. It's nice texture. And see, and I think there's that's something to point out of both the way that me and you made yours. We were taking the crunch into consideration. Brandon has evidently never seen food before. (laughs) So. He's like never actually seen a picture of food. I might reach out um, to social services after this yeah. and see if someone needs to go to Brandon's house and make sure he's okay. It looks more like something off of that, like you would see in like Blue Planet or something <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. I don't know. Like a sea cucumber wrapped yeah. in a piece of thinly, thinly sliced wheat bread that's not been toasted. No, no, because no. I basically just took a piece of bread. Like one piece, not two. You know how like you make like a peanut butter and jelly and you only use one piece of bread and you fold it on itself? That was my idea. So technically this is a taco. I guess. But when I was when I was uh, making spaghetti two nights ago, because like you said, it's got to be leftover spaghetti. At one point I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try this with bread to see what it tastes like. And it wasn't bad. But I mean, the way y'all are making it is obviously better. But just the carbs on top of the carbs really uh, helps. Let's take a bite of yours real quick. Oh, so we yeah, can let's get this do it. over with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no guys, crunch, obviously. No, none. Did you guys ever eat lunch in public school? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you mean? <laughs> we didn't grow up eating baguettes, Jamie. <laughs> I ate lunch in public school, and that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Oh. That's the public school. The rich people remember well, their past as well. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. This is like something they would have given us at, at public. Like, absolutely. Y'all were crazy for They that. ran out of ingredients to make a meal yeah. the next day, and they're like, well, we got. Thinly oh, sliced cold bread, and maybe maybe that's why I don't think it's so bad because the because of the shitty lunches I ate at Seneca High School. You love it. It's, I mean, dude, this is 
I mean, but listen to the slap on this. It's really underwhelming. Hold on, wait. I don't even know how to slap this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You hear the flick of my finger when you hear the slap because that's yeah. just there's nothing to slap. Yeah. So on a slap rate, it gets a zero. Yeah. Zero uh, chopped logs well, out of ten. Let's go ahead and let Matt um, describe how he made his, which Oops. looks the best of all of them. Oh, it does. I thought the baguette looked nice. Um, I my mom would usually use Texas toast or leftover garlic bread, but I bought and she would sometimes get this. It's like white Italian bread and cut in loaves. And I toasted that in the cast iron with garlic powder. And I think it's crucial over like um, fresh garlic, which would probably be someone who's eating a baguette. Yeah, you, you know? offer me the fresh garlic, but yeah. we we used a combination of both chopped fresh garlic and garlic powder, depending on. I know. think I was 15 before I ever tried fresh garlic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. There was a lot of ribbing while we were heating up the spaghetti. Jamie, uh, Matt Gross asking Jamie if he wanted, uh, what was it? Uh, salon or yeah, oregano, arugula, arugula, arugula and spinach for his thing. Ask him if he wanted to make a nice pesto. Well, you didn't have any whole block parm, so I mean, I kind of had to get past that. Yep. But Macros, you did. You put something else on here. I I got some butter hot in the cast iron and toasted that uh, sliced white Italian bread with some butter and garlic powder. And then I also used hot spaghetti. And I think there's something about the day old stuff. Even when you reheat it, you never get it back to that super hot point so it's kind of like congeals is mm-hmm. the word that might mm-hmm. sound appetizing but it, it's kind of got uh you know it all sticks together more viscous mm. another is not, that viscous that's another not so. appetizing word whatever anyways um and sometimes my mom would put cheddar cheese on the bread as well shredded so cheddar cheese, shredded right? cheddar yeah, yeah okay. so this has got the sawdust parm which i could just eat by a spoonful um hot spaghetti Brandon did a really good job on the sauce to meat to noodle ratio, I have to say. And uh, shredded cheddar cheese. Let's try it. Yeah, let's dig in. After those bite sounds, here's a slap real quick. It's a good slap. Solid slap. Mm. This is good. The cheddar, I noticed the cheddar, but maybe because I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. But it does I can't give, really taste the chair. It gives you it gives it another layer, I think. I like this nice smoky taste mm. lended by the cast iron. The the garlic powder. We always would use a toaster Shines. oven in, in my household for this, but Matt went straight for the cast iron, which can't say you were wrong for that. A little uh spice on there too. Dip a little crushed red pepper flake. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A little heat on there. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Delicious. Delicious! Wow, that those were amazing. And yeah, my uh, my folded up piece of wheat bread is do not do it that way. If you're gonna no, if you're gonna make spaghetti sandwiches. Do it the way these two just described. Apply heat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's if you got to do it cold, that's fine. But you're gonna have a much better time if you apply heat to these. I don't know if there's a clear winner. Both of ours are really good. I really like yours. I'm gonna, but maybe it's because it's something unfamiliar to me. Hmm. I don't know. Like this is this is a familiar this baguette is like familiar thing to me. Now say something nice about us. Well, I think that raises a good point. You know, we have talked to a lot of people who have a very nostalgic memory of growing up eating spaghetti sandwiches. And on the baguette note, I'm gonna keep saying it like that first off. But um, the reason that I don't know how many people know this. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I believe the baguette was an invention of World War Two. When there were curfews and such, so bakers couldn't 
spend all their time in the bakery, like getting dough to rise as much as they would have because a um, traditional French batard, I don't know how you say that either, but that's that's how I'm going to say it here, is like much rounder and loftier than a baguette, but they only had so much time to let their dough leaven and rise during World War II, so they started creating baguettes, which are skinny, long little pieces of bread. You it, should just really quit eating that do, sandwich. Do you think, do you think, <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Munger Dog Brand There's a level of high you have to be to enjoy that. <laughs> and I'm always there, man. Jamie, do you think you like baguettes because you are a long, skinny, white piece of bread? I mean, I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of relate to that. Yeah. Like, I, it feels right. All right. I cool. guess the human that baguette. That's a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I'd like I'd be interested to know I don't know if they if there's an Italian besides doing the shoe if there's an Italian you know equivalent to the spaghetti sandwich or if they would just be like be. this is completely wrong well you know if if they, we would be hated for this I think there is we talk about like necessity and convenience of like kind of just eating it fast like higher drunk but I mean even with your fancy baguette it's extremely cheap to make. Mm-hmm. So like you could get at least, I mean, out of the, if we just chose one of our loaves of bread and that much spaghetti, you could feed a really large family twice, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there's that part of it. I think is definitely why my mom was using it or was making us spaghetti sandwiches. Yeah. Cause it is, especially, uh, you know, if your family is, if you got siblings or whatever, your family's larger than three people, that's not a, you know, just a, and spaghetti is easy to make. Like you even making the sauce itself is not anything hard it's like cutting up an onion maybe some meat and uh just open some cans right and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of all it is i will say from a, a history standpoint um tomatoes were not in italy until uh white people first came to this continent so if there is a spaghetti sandwich in italy it probably isn't considered like traditional well you could say the same thing about pasta and pasta right. didn't reach italy for quite a while like traditional Italian food would be like some porridge or mush made of like wild grains and greens. It would probably be really disgusting. Maybe like some fish. Yep. It would be pretty gross. A lot of fish and grain and stuff mashed up. Olives and bullshit. The spaghetti sandwich is part of the Colombian exchange. Yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to say (laughs) as a matter of fact. Yeah. Which actually makes me wonder if it's not like completely an Americanized thing. Like I'm not saying you're wrong that you can't go to Italy and like, get a sandwich with pasta on it or like even you might it. not be able to Italians are very specific with how they'll serve certain foods okay, certain styles of pasta are only to be served with one style of sauce like right. I think even spaghetti is a bastardization of like Italian food to a certain point because it's not a true carb carbonara sauce or whatever I don't know that much about Putin-esque Italian cuisine oh shit Ooh. I wonder I bet the story of it getting to um, like vending machines in Japan or whatever is maybe easier to find out, and that probably has something crazy. to do with World War Two. That definitely yeah, has something to do yeah, with yeah. World War II and all sure. the mess halls and all the leftover yep. food they had, and some GIs trading, you know, trading whatever sort of bread, sub rolls, and leftover spaghetti for sake or whatever yeah. they wanted. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So. An exchange of cultural capital is what they call that. Or I guess that would mm-hmm. be post-World War II. They probably wouldn't have just been chilling, eating be like, spaghetti hey, sandwiches boys, in yo, the middle wants, of World War II. Hey, yo, like, who wants their spaghetti sandwich out here? <laughs> I know we just, you know, dropped them bombs or whatever, but who needs a sandwich? 
So uh, I was going to just, uh, are we done talking about spaghetti sandwiches or we want to keep going? I mean, anybody I, have any it's more? up to you all. It's, you know, it's Jamie Sweet Meats. It reminds me of my childhood for sure. Teresa Blevins. Yeah. And if you have any um, interesting experiences with the spaghetti sandwich, if it's an item <laughs> familiar to you, or if we've just really blown your mind wide open, either way, um, you can find us on Instagram at Jamie Sweet Meats, or you can email us at jamiesweetmeats at gmail.com. There it is. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. Every every podcast, Jamie plugs this um, and Gmail account. no one account. ever messages me. Well, who would get on their email and be like, hey, boys? Like, I don't know. We might have, you know, like a, you an also, older listening base who doesn't yeah. have an Instagram or yeah. something. Well, you can also follow us on Why are you Twitter. always hating? I'll let them write me a letter to my house. That actually, oh, actually, we should I'm not do gonna, that. That address I'm, is Jamie Sweetmeats Sweet at. <laughs> just drop a letter off we at blow. the Boone Saloon and say this is for Jamie. <laughs> that, yeah, they will absolutely get it to him eventually. <laughs> no, oh, that's a great idea. Actually, yeah, if you want to handwrite us any of us letters, uh, write them to the Boone Saloon. Just just look that up online and write our names on there. Send uh, Matt Gross's letters to uh, Lily's Snack Bar, but send mine and Jamie's to Boone Saloon. I got a phone call at Ben Saloon one time. That was oh. probably the highlight of my saloon days. That kind of sounds like a low point or a yeah, high point. No, like yeah. It depends what the phone call was about. Well, like, no, it was just like the, the, your probate. They couldn't like, get a hold. One of my friends just assumed I was there. Couldn't get a hold of me. <laughs> called the bar. So I your parole officer. Dave Brewer yeah. answered or somebody. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you, okay. So on that note, you can send your letters to the Boone Saloon for Matt Gross as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess. So talking about the Boone Saloon real quick, Brandon recently brought some of his old friends up who claimed to be the biggest fans of Jamie's sweetmeats. And if you would like to contest that claim, send a message to our Instagram or our <laughs> Gmail account. But anyway, or follow us on Twitter at drag clamp at square dance that too. Um, but one of those fans said that one of their favorite things was when I just drop weird random facts on here. And did you know that 25% of the, your bones and all of the human body are in your feet? Wow. A quarter. Whole quarter of all your bones are in your feet. Huh. Isn't that a thinker? I guess because a lot of those bones are really small. Yep. And chainsaws were uh, originally a surgical instrument. Yeah. Pretty gruesome. Yep. Well, that's what happened to Yao Ming is he broke he's the seven foot five Chinese basketball player. Yeah. yeah. He, he broke one of his feet. And then there was a Chinese doctor that apparently like they just welded feet onto him. I, something happened, man. I don't know. <laughs> he went under for a surgery and he came out and he couldn't play basketball anymore. That's all I know. Oh, it's got I something, didn't know that. Yeah. It's got something to do with how complex the, I thought you were saying that's how he got so tall. They like, no, put someone else's feet <laughs> on him. I think his parents were handball. Players he probably ate a lot of uh, spaghetti sandwiches. He definitely was in, he went to Japan a lot and got in the subway and ate their spaghetti sandwiches for sure. Or maybe he was eating chow mein sandwiches. That that's, that'd be Ooh. a good thing to look up. Is there a Chinese version of this? I See, that's the thing is I, if I don't, I feel like if I haven't heard of these, I'm not saying nobody in Kentucky eats spaghetti sandwiches. I'm just saying like if in my travels, if this is the first time I've ever come across spaghetti sandwiches, like it shocked me that there were spaghetti sandwiches in Japan. And, in the first uh, I imagine the reason of that is that Japan is so embracing of American culture. Well, like sure. yeah. pe people in Japan love bluegrass music, right? Like big time. So why not love a spaghetti sandwich while you listen to some bluegrass? Do people in Japan... Now that I'm thinking about it, do people in Japan love American culture more than Americans love Japanese culture in some instances? Because you meet people who are that. really into anime I and shit. Yeah, yeah. And the, but, but I don't know. Like, they got spaghetti sandwiches in their subways. Well, like, well that's got to so do with, like, like I, I'm with Jamie on this. I think that's got to do with, like, uh, colonialism and, like, fucking the war machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, a certain, I don't know what you'd call it. There's a certain word in Japan or a certain social class of people who are 
generally Anglo immigrants who have moved there specifically because they're so infatuated with anime and anime culture and they're not really regarded well. Uh, I don't think they're Good. not really looked well upon. Good. Cause a lot of them are kind of grifters. Creepy. Maybe I think, I mean, I can imagine grifters. I love that. Carpet uh, baggers. Carpet. There you go. Japanese <laughs> carpet baggers. Anybody got anything else? Eat more sketty. Uh, oh yeah. I was going to say, cause you're like from Kentucky that I, I think the spaghetti sandwich bubble is, uh, runs perpendicular to the, uh, liver mush belt. Which is Highway 16 from like Shelby to Sparta. Start mapping this out. Get your GIS on. There you go. This is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to have interactive we'll, food ways. Ooh, we're going to do the trip one day. Fuck. We just made it real academic. Matt Gross, you just had an academic idea. I know. You don't even realize it. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs>